0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the P.W. offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com comics.
1: And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also a co-editor of P.W. Comics World as well as graphic novels review editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. Check us out on Twitter at at PW Comics World,
2: and I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer, and you can find us at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com.
0: And don't forget, you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes and on Facebook. We're at facebook.com/slash PW Comics World. So this week on More to Come, San Diego Comic Con registration. <laughs> anyway, the, we we know how that's like. Comics Pro over the weekend. Uh, image money spring graphic novels and the fabulous agent carter so let's get right to it san diego comic-con same as it ever was
1: yeah i mean sold
0: out in an hour
1: (laughs) yeah the fastest ever i I mean i hardly even feel like this is a news story it's It's like a a lot of people wanted to go to (laughs) comic-con and you know a lot of people couldn't Uh, get tickets
2: i think what we what the news story is is that one it failed to crash this year
0: no, it, it it did crash. Something, well, it
1: didn't did it? crash. Yes, <laughs> the member ID. You see, this year, you're right. Oh. There,
0: there was there was so a there was, new yes. wrinkle this year.
1: Ah, new. But and it should have crashed, crashed. because
0: they, nobody needed to be there.
1: I looked over the details of this. Uh, This this year and uh, you know, I said really what it is is that you have to be able to read instructions You know, you have to really be able to follow the instructions, you know, that's fine I mean, you know, you got to have some way to to winnow out people (laughs) So this year they had a two-tiered system, you know Everyone must have a member ID to do anything just to be in the system. You need your member ID But this year you needed a special registration code that you could only find by going to your member ID page So a lot of people waited like the room opened at 9 a.m. And a lot of people waited until eight fifty eight a.m. Yeah, to go get the registration code, and that made the member ID page yeah. crash. That's
0: what, that's what she's saying in a very yes. lucid uh, way that I couldn't quite yes. articulate. and you know,
1: <laughs> I I wasn't there either. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I, I I took the morning off. I could not possibly go. It's bad enough for the hotels. You know, I'm not trying to sound. Um, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a you know, superior Sally or anything like that, but you know, we have our own press yes. uh press rigmarole to go through. Exactly. And um I and hotels, you know, we yeah. have to get hotels and uh I just you know, Godspeed you guys. There's just the demand is so much higher than the crazy. supply. Well, so. you know, I mean it it
2: seems like this is was a foreseeable circumstance because lots of people like are used to having online profiles mm-hmm. that have information on it and even if they've seen it before they just automatically go to the online profile to check it or yeah, that's copy true. paste yes. to make sure they get yes. it right i mean like you gotta have known people were going to do that they should have had the servers ready for that they just were well, you know friends. well what they
1: did what they did when you know very nice of them what they did was when they realized that this is happening was they started um they started emailing it to people so well, that I mean, they, they got them. But, uh, they have done it uh, yeah, the I place. mean, well, yes, they should have. I mean, they didn't foresee that bottleneck. But, I, I mean, it almost doesn't matter. You know, I mean, I think that the people who were the most motivated probably read the emails and figured out how to do it. Got into the, but no, but got people, into the waiting room. But people had, even if you'd figured out how to do it, you would have also had to have guessed that that page would
2: overload.
1: Yeah, but you, you didn't have to go there. You didn't have – what you should have done is go there at any time in the week before and gotten your registration. Yeah, but what, I'm, what I'm
2: saying is that, is that that's not a matter of not knowing how to do it. It's a matter of not
1: guessing that you couldn't do it at that time. Yeah, but you know what? If you want to get into San Diego yeah. – don't leave it to chance, yeah. okay? And, and, just and a, you know,
0: that's the other thing. I mean, the registration a, for San Diego now is it, so driven by fear, yeah. anxiety, huh. and desperation. I mean, people should have known that yeah. it was going to be a massive crush.
1: And, and when, you know when you we know. do our hotels... We have our hotel list written out. I mean, yeah. ahead of time. You go onto the page, you study it, you get ready. You have yes. everything in autofill. Like I mean, SATs. you don't. Yeah, you do. It's, it, it's fear, like anxiety, SATs. and desperation. So, so you, know I, you mean, know,
0: I I don't. I that's think that's what it's become. Okay, it really has.
1: I I
2: don't doubt it. What I'm saying is that I feel like you guys are old pros who have literally yes, who that's have,
1: true.
2: <laughs> yes. I I meant it's literally pros, literally not literally old. old. Um, <laughs> And so you've done this a million times, um, but, you know, I think we should not cast aspersions on fans who expected a website to work normally and have not been through this horror death march before.
1: Um, you know, I mean, it's... Well, then you snooze, you lose. Yes, yeah, that's... Well, that's I mean, kind of it. I mean, I, I sympathize with what you're saying, definitely. But, and yeah, I, I would say this. I
0: find the instructions. I know they're clear and all of that, but... I, I'm terrified, even, yeah. even on the yeah. media side, that I'm going to do something wrong. Yeah, are you verified this year? I not- say they said I was. You said you're not due. Okay, they said I was not due, and I was verified. So, uh, right. you know, here we go. I'm, I'm told until I actually get my stuff every year, right. I'm terrified. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I, for those lucky ones who got their
1: uh, got their tickets, uh, word on the street. Is that the hotel lottery will take place on March 24th. So be ready. Study the list. Uh, Pre sale is on right now. This is a special program whereby if you don't want to stay downtown, you can just right now go in, pick a hotel. And get it like a normal person. Get it like a normal person. But you will be on the shuttle route. Uh, And you must pay the entire price up front. But you can. If you're the type who's too nervous to go to the lottery, I suggest you just go and book your hotel room right now if you have a badge. If you don't have a badge, um, well, we'll see. You know, there's and professional registration, press registration, and industry support registration are yet to come. You know, I think probably for me the most interesting thing about all this is the number of people who are now saying, well, I didn't get a ticket, but I'm just going to go anyway. You know, I mean –
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they are. <laughs> I mean, you
1: could see last year there was a ton of people just hanging out in the gas lamp and, um, you know, oh, yeah. there was some problems. There was the, yeah. the hit and run. There were you yeah, know yeah. people falling down and...
0: Well, you know, I mean, there are, you know, there, there, at least in the past, there certainly have been enough activities where you could kind of just wander around the edges and that, probably have a pretty good time. Yeah, I mean, if
2: you, <laughs> especially if you happen to be from California or yeah. an adjoining state where it's really not that much of a trip for you, I can see that given how much comic programming is not at San Diego Comic-Con itself, it would totally be worth it to go anyway. Yeah.
1: If you could find a place to stay yeah. or... Uh, you you know, know, you have the maybe you're
0: crashing with somebody. Who yeah,
1: knows. you know this. We don't have this on our topic list, but just parenthetically. Um there was a, I, I ran a piece on the beat recently about how after Lem, the comics festival there was kind of a big scandal because they always said they had two hundred thousand yes, people. Yes, I was shocked. And when now I read they're that. saying that there's only twenty thousand people. Now that's a hell of a drop. That's <laughs> a hell of a drop. <laughs> yeah, a hell of a drop. Now I will tell you that I did a little digging around, and um, I have to be honest. When I went last year, I thought to myself. Is this really 200,000 people? Hmm. I mean, I because where do they park? Where do they... I mean, they can't stay there. There's no hotels, Hmm. so they have to train it in. But, I mean, there's only a certain number of times. I was told that they bus in a lot of people. Hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I I don't know. It's not... It's more than... Let me tell you. It's more than 20,000 people. It's definitely more than 20,000 people. So there's a lot of politics uh. going on here. But kind of... um, It's kind of not... Yeah, they've Donald been fudging people, the numbers and saying, or, or Here's the using thing.
0: extremely uh, generous numbers. Yeah.
1: Well, they did it like every time you entered a tent, you were a person. That's how. Here's the thing: um, a lot of quote unquote statistics
2: are just completely made up by estimating based on like almost nothing. So I really wonder how much even attempt to be accurate there was. And so now, first they aired on the high side, and now they're embarrassed and they're airing on the low side because they're just bad at keeping track of people. Well, don't these
0: shows here here have some accepted conventions for how attendance, at least the big Um, ones?
1: Well, I would say there's two accepted methods, and there's no, one is just, you know, one person, Mm -hmm. one ticket. One is one person, one day, one ticket. Um, you know yeah. when we when they said that New York Comic Con was the biggest had the biggest land, you know Lance I we talked about this it was yeah. very careful to say that it was this, the latter method so it wasn't you know one hundred and forty thousand individuals it was one hundred forty thousand individual day tickets mm-hmm. you know so um, you know I, I tell yeah. you I follow this very closely and. There is increased increased scrutiny on entities that claim very high uh, attendance without the
0: actual, you know. And we're seeing I, that in some of these news yes, cons. Yes, as oh, well. yeah, we are yeah. seeing that. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, somewhat bloated atten- yeah, attendance numbers. Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, I mean, I, I think this is kind of a developing story. I mean, a mm. lot of it has to do with the uh, Gallic spirit of controversy and the love of argumentation. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's, there's. there's and the fact that the
2: French are not known for their statistical brilliance? Oh, yeah. Or exactitude? Well, well, I mean,
0: I let's not slur an entire nation. Well,
1: you know, no, it's <laughs> but, not um, a priority. If not, they not have a cultural cheese. priority. They, have, wine. Yes, uh, they know, have they have wonderful comics festivals. The county, right? yes.
0: Oh, yes. You know, not, not we'll everyone can be German.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm continuing right. my investigation of this, so All I right. might have a fuller-like report only for this podcast, because um, it's evidently of a hot topic among certain circles.
0: So why don't we move on to uh, Comics Pro? We're going to have to rely on, on Heidi for this.
1: Well, story. Comics Pro is the yeah. uh, comic book professional retailers association. They hold a yearly meeting, which is closed to the press, so it's a little bit hard to know what goes on there, but they did elect a new board uh with pete dolan of a local store whose name i don't have in front of me was elected president uh outgoing president was thomas gall um i talked to a couple people i'm working on actually an interview with with dolan uh that should be uh up on the site or
0: uh next week for sure isn't that the name of the commissioner in the spirit it is yes <laughs> okay, never we, mind, sorry. yes
1: i i yeah 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 I, i've never known mind. him a long time and
0: it's always a source of of humor <laughs> yes but okay. um couldn't help that sorry
1: yeah so uh <laughs> that was good you know we talked a little bit about how there was some uh scandal with comics pro last year when the treasurer uh gary dills of laughing ogre stepped down and uh was found to have uh absconded with some of the funds of Holy the moly. comics pro but uh i don't know there's been tittle tattle and you know some stuff but nothing is on the record about it but anyway he is no longer affiliated with it and uh, it turns out, from what I hear, that the problem really had a lot more to do with his stores than with Comics Pro, and, uh, so, you know, that's a bit of a shocker. But aside from that, everything else sounded really great. Hmm. Um, you know, a lot of new announcements, uh, a lot of them kids, Invader Zim is coming back from Oni Press with, uh, jo- Jonah Vasquez drawing it, uh, Paper Cuts is doing some Nickelodeon stuff, uh, oh. I know Calvin yes. you have more oh, yes, information yes. on that, yes. um. I think of what else, you know, there was a lot of uh, oh, I know. Well, the the best um uh, some of the guests there, uh, Chuck Palahniuk the novelist was there to promote yes. the new Fight yes, Club Fight comic Club. Mm. and they gave away this awesome like severed arm giveaway that people uh, mm. retailers loved. But I you know, basically the word that I heard is uh, again, very positive meeting. And uh, diversity, talking about the new audience, there's mm-hmm. a lot of new retailers. Right. And you know what? It's all good. It's all the things that we've been talking about. And um, retailers are really up to that as doesn't well. Doesn't
0: Comics Pro sort of represent a kind of a new wave of younger retailers to some extent? Or am uh, I, I overselling that? I think
1: you're overselling that. But I, mm-hmm. I do think some of the more modern retailers are, have, have joined. And, um, they seem
0: younger, fresher yeah. ideas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, then know, who? Well, then an older (laughs) generation of uh, direct uh, market store owners.
1: Yeah, you know, this is an industry where... You know, 20 years ago, I mean, granted, I hate it when people say, oh, well, 20 years ago, but, you know, just for <laughs> just for a reference point, you know, 20 years ago, I would argue about retailers, about whether they should carry Simpsons comics. You know, they didn't know that that was actually anything people would read, all yeah. right? So, I, I wish you guys could see Kate's face when I send that, by the way. You have, but, uh,
0: yes. Believe yeah. me, this yeah. is, and that's so, a milder so, example. Right. So,
1: one of the problems with being an old pro is that you have these kind of scarring incidents in your <laughs> yes. youth, and, um, you know, you never let go of them uh, so well, i anyway. mean there,
2: there definitely are some comic stores that are not exactly moving with the times yes true. there's yeah.
1: still some old timers out there but um overall everything uh you know i heard nothing but good reports out of it and um so and, and a new board uh, anyway look to pw next week for an interview with the new president and we'll find out more
0: excellent excellent publishersweekly.com slash Comics. That's right. Okay.
1: Well, speaking of publishersweekly.com comics, um, we did our, our uh, spring previews, which is now available. It was in the magazine a couple weeks ago, and now it's out okay. behind the well, firewall. Well, you're jumping
0: ahead, but let's go on with the spring graphic novels. We'll yeah. Get to, we'll get to image. I thought
1: later. that was a good segue, Calvin. That's fine. Let's
0: do it. <laughs> let's do it, because this is a fabulous feature. It's getting great traffic. Uh, Heidi's gotten the hottest, as we put it in the newsletter, the hottest graphic novels of the spring, and there's just, once again, there's just a great list. List of new books coming out starting pretty much about now and heading into the midsummer
1: yeah um, you know among the top books is um, uh, well the first uh, standalone graphic novel by Jillian Tamaki Super Music yes. Magic Academy which is a collection of her webcomic is coming out um uh, the thrilling adventures of Lovelace and Babbage um, is coming out. I'm psyched,
0: totally psyched about that book. It's one of the most, the smartest, most delightful nonfiction books you ever want to read. The the, the creator, Sidney Padua. This thing has been obviously famous in. UK for years. right?
1: And it's again, it's a webcomic. It's, it's been web serialized
0: that, on the web. The pantheon is turning into right. a book, but it's absolutely hilarious. She's she's easily the smartest person in any room that she's in. I mean, she can talk about higher mathematics, engineering, um, you know, uh, in 19th century poetry. Uh, it's, it's just quite, it's about Ada Lovelace uh, and Charles Babbage, the great uh, mathematician. Uh, and Lovelace is sort of arguably considered the first computer programmer, oh, right. Babbage uh, is sort of arguably given the, the the distinction of inventing the first computer, uh, yeah, something basic- called the difference machine, or the difference yeah, engine, uh, excuse basically,
2: me. Basically, uh, Babbage invented it and Lovelace figured out what you could do with it. Yes,
0: yes, and really sort of filled in everything that Babbage didn't Thank about God. his own device. Uh, and the comic is this amazing sort of alternate universe where instead of them dying when they did they live on as a duo that fights crime except they have a different notion of what crime is for Babbage it's street music and for uh, Lovelace <laughs> it's poetry <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. I think it's one of the most anyway, delightful I think things it's I've read get, in recent years I think it's going to get a ton of, so, ton of but, attention
1: for but that but there's more <laughs> yeah there, no there's a lot more books but coming wait out, there's and, more and um,
0: Let's see. Uh, I'm very have? curious about the, um, the Hanukkah brothers and The Divine.
1: Right. The it apple- looks well, there's a lot gorgeous. of cartoonists from I- Israeli cartoonists coming out. Least, as you mentioned, the Hanukkah brothers, Tomer mm. and Asaf, have The Divine coming out, which is um, a book that they did with Boaz Levy, another kind of uh, Israeli creator, which is about, kind of based on some modern headlines about, uh, you know, warfare, jungle warfare, uh, like, I guess terrorists, insurgencies, whatever, but uh, with a fantastic uh, twist to it. And um, there's another book coming. That book is from First Second. Another one from First Second is, uh, let's see, I'm looking here. Oh, look, it's not under F. It's under M for Macmillan. You know, you have to learn a lot of things Mm -hmm. about this. But anyway, they have a book coming out by... um, where is this? Because I can. I don't want to butcher his name. Oh, here we go. Uh, Mike's place: A True Story of Love, Blues, and Terror in Tel Aviv, by Jack Baxter Joshua Thadom and drawn by Corin Shadmi. Which is another story, oh, kind yes. of set in the. Uh, this is a true story. This is about a hangout that was, that was in Tel Aviv, where kind of everybody came together, and unfortunately was. Um, was hit by terrorism and that yeah, uh, changed it. that. And, of course, a lot of French comics are coming out. Uh, right. Exquisite Corpse by Penelope Bajou. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, one book that I didn't put on here for some reason is uh, so far my favorite book of the year, which is The Age of Selfishness by Daryl Cunningham, which is about, oh, yes, about- and Rand and the do financial we crisis.
0: <laughs> we do, We do. We do. I, I want to read it. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, if I'd like to mention very quickly Nick Susanis' book, The Unflattening, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I think this book is going to get a lot of attention. It's a meditation really on human perception, how that relates to comics, but it, it's it's this combination of science and literature. I yes. mean, it's a it's a pastoral on human percipients. It's really quite amazing, I think, um, and it, it's adapted from his... Dissertation, yeah, yeah, which was as a full comic, yeah, which is for Harvard, right? Yes, or, it's for Harvard yeah. University. Let's Press. put
1: it this way: this is not a quick
0: read. <laughs> it's but not. It's it is a diss read, but <laughs> you, as you go through it, he really breaks down the nature of human perception, how that uh, how that relates to our parallax vision, uh, how shifting and moving through space uh, makes the human race create new things to perceive as we move through human space. It's really kind of. Uh, it's just a very... Uh,
2: I feel like you might have to see it to understand, because prob- I'm hearing you describe it, and I'm like, book. I kind of want
1: to see it. You need to see
0: it. Believe me. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm not doing it justice.
1: It's it's a meditation it, on perception. Yes. That's, <laughs> Using comics. That's yeah. Gotta, the, uh, yeah. Y- y- well, it's a good art it, form folks. for it. Yes. Yes. Read,
0: read it, folks. Harvard University Press. Um, there's so uh Novanskiva has a uh, there's just so many yeah
1: We're, anyway you, but check we out could the go on. check out the story it's yes. third spring announce 20, 2015 announcements up on yes. PW uh oh. publishersweekly dot com slash comics. Right. Um so go check it out and see what, what's coming up. Uh very, very yet another exciting year. The hottest
0: graphic yes. novels of the spring. Yes. For sure. So great. All right, now where are we at now? I lost my place. Oh my well, god, I've ruined not, everything. Oh image. image. The image money. Yes, uh, and the um, uh, Jim Zub's comic uh, uh, column,
2: Wayward. Okay, let let's rephrase that for our listeners.
0: Oh, should I do it? Okay, <laughs> Ex- explain. This. Um, uh, the, the 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 creator Jim Zub, who does uh, Skull Kickers, has a new comic at now, out now. But he's also a couple years ago he did a very interesting look at really how you make money as an indie comics creator uh, and you know times they are changing mm-hmm. yeah and well <laughs>
1: well I think what was interesting about this was that um, like he wrote this, this column a couple years ago about his comic Skull Kickers And talked about how they could make as little as $31 a page. You know, it was a little sobering, and I I actually ran a headline, you know, comics creators could make as little as $31 a page. And for some reason, the story got picked up on social media. Like, everybody just started Facebooking it and liking it. (laughs) So Jim kind of wanted to set the, the record clear. Uh, set the record straight that with his new book, I mean, he put up these charts and they're very startling and that it's outsold. like The first issue of Wayward outsold the first issue of Skull Kickers four to one. Um, he did not give any page rates for this, but he pointed out that the artist is able to work on it full time now as opposed to Skull Kickers where they had kind of, you know, living hand to mouth. And, you know, he has to do other work as well, But uh, but there is... You know the monies are so much better. The image model is really working. Really is. is
0: what it comes down to. And it goes into p- pretty good detail though about yeah. why that model works. Of course, also. Yes.
1: Well, the main thing is, uh, well, you know, it works in that there is a flat rate yeah. for image. It's like that you do not have to like you. I believe it's twenty five hundred dollars for yeah. every issue. That's and what and I've And then whenever seen. you get it is it is. Um, you know, profit above a certain level, and the levels have gone way up since uh, Skullcrackers came out, I think, in 2011. You know, the other thing he says that's really smart is that, uh, you know, he's got a more of a, more of a following now.
0: Yeah. Um. He, in fact, he goes over but, a long list of, of really good reasons yeah. why it works. Uh, visibility. Right. Uh, comics are everywhere these days. They're in the books, they're in the book market, TVs, films. The image is... Kickin' butt, another reason. It, it is. Um, um, what is this, something? Uh, I can't understand my own handwriting. Retailer outreach. Oh, his career growth, as you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's obviously much more more well-known. He's got a, a number of of really high-quality products uh, projects behind him. Press coverage. It's much easier, obviously, when you reach a certain stature, to make sure that the press covers you. And he also, uh, there's much more, you know... Um, Chick-oriented content over bro-centric slapstick violence. Yeah,
1: that's what he, I mean, the the new book is about, you know, a female protagonist who has a lot of cats as opposed to Skull Kickers, which is definitely a takeoff in video games. And he says the market is just, you know, that wayward is just a lot more tuned to the market of 2015. exactly. So um, anyway, it's definitely a must, must, must read piece uh, if you go to uh, his website and read up on it. But, uh, you know, I think all of these things that we've done, you know, we talk about things over and over. There's certain topics we just come back to, uh, In uh, you know, there wasn't any huge breaking news this week, so there's going be four topics that we come back to, which is conventions are growing, uh, uh, you know, um, oh, retailers actually- are doing better, yeah. um, the books are great, well, and, uh, and uh, creators and are the- doing well. Oh, and more I mean, kinds of people want
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I actually don't think this was that conventions are growing, because quite frankly... SDCC reached capacity many years yes. ago, and there is no room for it to
1: grow. That's right. But well, demand, it's, it's, but, but it's demand overflowing is, in other places. Demand I mean, is that's growing, what you know. It, it, but because still, of the popularity of San, yeah. San Diego, more people yeah. are going. You know, want that experience. They have to go elsewhere. So, I mean, the number of conventions yeah, has like, like because it's San Diego is never hurting for attendees, you know. and yet you
2: constantly hear people being like, "I'm just not even going to try." I'm yeah. gonna go to the Southern Convention. I'm gonna go to a local.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go to a local one here where I can I'm almost guaranteed I can get in, actually yeah. get in and not just, you know, wait around a you know virtual chat room <laughs> to see if i to see if it, it crashes. Um and I think uh it, just to connect it with I mean John Jackson Miller at Chromicon, I mean I think when they did their story about the you know the new landscape of the, mm-hmm. the, I think he said the world has kind of changed. The three hundredth book at Diamond sold at one time sold about a thousand copies. Now that same book sells five thousand copies. Yep. So it, it's yeah, it's a shifting landscape.
1: There's optimism yeah. everywhere, and uh, at Comics Pro, Diamond did announce that sales are up something like four percent already this year. You know, last year at mm-hmm. this time, sales were soft. Yeah, this year they're up, and, um, and you know, it's early. that is not so, a yeah. that is not a
2: uh, anomaly. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's quite frankly, I think there's been a lot of market adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for a while, maybe the product was not necessarily what the audience wanted, and you know. There's been an adjustment yeah,
0: there. Yeah. A- 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 the publishers are starting to pay attention. They're seeing the hard facts and they're realizing they've got that. We've, we've seen it. We've talked about it on yeah. the show. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I, it, I I just find that um, there's such a generational shift. I mean, it's really like, you know, the people driving their course, you know, their horse-drawn carriages and then these people with their newfound automobiles. But um, I just a lot of people are not you know are they're like i mean they just announced something in the in the dc and marvel you know where they're changing things their secret wars and dc and all that and you know on my side, there's a comment that's like well this isn't my aquaman you know and i'm like oh <laughs> there was when they released the, these photos of jason momoa as aquaman and he's going to be in uh batman v superman you know get, leading into the justice league and it looks great you know they've remade aquaman yeah. as this you know kind of Polyethnic Maori surfer dude, and you God know what? It's 2015, yeah, and that's kind of like a who good liked Aquaman. Image. It's in yeah, the one anyway. If, <laughs> if ever there
2: was a character who was screaming to be rebooted, yes, it would be please. Aquaman. Yeah, and, yes.
1: and you know, I mean, I understand. It's hard to. It's hard to take your existing audience like that and just say, you know, sorry, pops. You know, yeah. well, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, know, as, as, you know, Kate Beaton's You book book is, your day. Yeah, well, Kate, you know, Kate Beaton's book is coming out take next year. Take your orange and green year. uniform it's, and it's, go
0: jump in a lake. It's called
1: step up. <laughs> uh, you know, step up, pops. And, yeah. You know, well, st- step you know, away, I, pops. And you know what? I mean, <laughs> I I mean, <laughs> I mean, when
2: you don't have an Aquaman situation where something is completely failing, the, yeah. Uh, the smart thing to do is to try to do something like Ms. Marvel or something where you're not completely alienating your old audience, but you're giving something new out there that will bring in a new audience. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, not completely just cater to the same audience over and over and over again to the exclusion of everyone else.
1: Well, well I, I, you, you know, we've become way more marginalized in our culture in general. I mean, you know, looking, bringing back Invader Zim, for instance, you know, when this comic came out or it started, it was animation. It came out as animation. I think it was 2001. You know, Jonah Vasquez had a huge following from his comic, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Um, really just the vanguard of the whole goth culture, hot topic generation. Um, you know, the guy was a, was literally a superstar. Invader um, Zim came out and had a huge cult audience, mm. but the ratings were not what Nickelodeon wanted at that time. And you know, there was not; it was not seen as something that really fit in. Well, to it what was they a cult show. It was a cult show. But you know, now post adventure time, it's all cult shows. You know, <laughs> I mean, true. Steven Universe and Be and Puppycat. I mean, all of this stuff is like, you know, it's it, it's now that kind of handcrafted animation is more the norm than the than the outlier. Um, so that would make
2: us less marginalized rather than more marginalized, right?
1: Well, what I'm saying, but the you know, oh, unfortunately, overall audiences are smaller. Uh, the pie is being cut up into smaller All and smaller sizes. pieces, mm-hmm. which is why these kind of more specialized things can be the hottest thing, and yet still not be billion dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, on they the can other make hand, money
0: on a smaller slice of the audience. Yeah. yeah.
2: On the other hand, um, <clears throat> it could be. and It seems to me like we're getting more pie in general and more slices of pie. Yes. Um, yes. The pie is bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, well, not only is, is the pie yeah. bigger, but more of it is devoted to geek things. It's just that it's not one geek market. Right. It's exactly it's, there are more options out there right but I well, think one thing yes, that's very important that.
1: to think about the pie is the quality of the ingredients they're yes. fresh <laughs> they're artisanal it's and true. they're organic it, you know it's true. but it is because
2: quite frankly it's <laughs> pie
0: made in Williamsburg
2: <laughs> well quite frankly given that it's a comics pie it often is and also Portland <laughs> yes, so it, yes. you know draw your own conclusions but I don't think that's a bad thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's yeah it's no white flower. Sorry. But, um, yeah, well, it's an amazing landscape, pop culture landscape out there. And there's something out there for everyone. I'd, and it's speaking of the, the pop
2: which, culture uh, landscape. Good way to
0: segue into, um, I think, our last main topic here, Agent Carter.
2: If ever there was an artisanal, handcrafted comic show, it would be this. <laughs> there you go.
0: Uh, I mean, where do we begin? I, I just think this is one of the most assured, most entertaining Adventure series uh, on TV right now.
2: Why don't we tell our listeners about what it is?
0: Uh, okay, uh, who should do that? Should I do it? Um, you go ahead. because okay, yeah, you've I'll been do watching it. it. Have I you have day? been go watching ahead.
2: it. I, I did miss the uh,
1: finale. I'm going to watch it when I have time. Um, uh, and just to jump in here, I saw the first two episodes, but due to my busy schedule, I haven't been able to see them. But uh, you know, I'll jump in where appropriate. Yeah. Of course. Um, okay, so. Those of you
2: who have watched Captain America, the first movie, know that uh, Captain America's co-star and love interest was Agent Peggy Carter, who was working for uh, SSR, which was the predecessor to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we also know in the second Captain America movie that she was the S.H.I.E.L.D. director prior to Fury. And so the question is, how did she go from, like, what adventures did she have on the way yeah. between the death of, well, the quote-unquote death of Captain America and, um, you know, the Avengers? Yeah, yeah
1: you have yeah. a nice 50-year uh, time span. You there have tell
2: you plenty of time for adventures. And so they decided they were going to give her a TV miniseries uh, that they would sort of show in the mid-season break of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., same time slot. Mm-hmm. Um, and for all, it's also about Shield, or wa- rather, Shield's ancestor. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's a very, very different show. Over to you, Calvin.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so yes. it's. It, and and I have to admit, I really think I, I'm sucked in completely by this. I mean, they they I think they've managed to just swing the point of view around historically and in other ways, and it's just opened the Marvel universe up in ways that's just. I mean, it's made this stuff really exciting. Some of the stuff... We've known about. I mean, the 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 bigger the geek you you are, been you may know more about it. I mean, you know how Shield plays out in the Marvel universe. Well, I mean, uh, they had the Howling Commandos in an yeah. e- episode. And, you know, they have Howard What's Stark, that? Tony Stark's how, dad, Tony Stark's who's a huge dead? part is of there? the MCU. Oh, is man. the original Human Jarvis? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it, there are characters that I, I don't even know about that I'm finding out. Oh, this really? I mean, well, uh, you,
1: you know, the question is, does Kevin Feige just sit around with you know come up with these ideas for how to do it and you know he is a true fan because marvel comics were all, i've said this before on i'm sure on this very podcast but you know they were always based on the idea that this really was one big story and it all tied together maybe not always seamlessly but you know so far the mcu is, is small enough and you know we have sat here on this podcast innumerable times wondering why agents of shield isn't better And just from the get-go, Agents of Carter was very cohesive. Was like a delight because you know I I watch um, you know one of the shows that I watch religiously. A new show that I've been watching is Better Call Saul, which of course is a follow-up to Breaking Bad. You know we are in the golden age of television, and guess what? You know just by the numbers doesn't cut it anymore. And you know Agent Shields looks so generic at times and I think Agent Carter just got away with that had a fresh setting and you know Haley Atwell is great she's, she's just wonderful she does a, she's a great but performance. they gave her a lot to
2: work with yeah. because this. it doesn't it doesn't just put period costumes on things they really things they were really thinking about the like political ramifications of a superhero world in sure. like the late 40s and so I mean okay occasionally they'd They drive it home so much that you're just like, oh, get back to the action. Yeah. But, um, you know.
0: But setting her in the social mores of the time as a a woman trying to to – to be taken seriously. Being a super spy. And,
1: and I found that so refreshing because it so refreshing. Many times yes. we don't deal with the reality Absolutely. of this situation Absolutely. at all. Yes. It's just like, you know, she's a badass and it's wonderful and everybody loves her. But this time it was like, oh, you know what? It's not as easy for her because people are jerks sometimes. And, and, uh, and sometimes she makes bad decisions that yeah. are well-intentioned
2: mm-hmm. that anybody it's, would make. It's yeah. a great um,
0: little series of cliffhangers. It really is. Stark, the, I don't know, who's the guy that plays uh, Howard Stark? Oh, he's a star and I forget his name. He's, he's um, not
2: the Star because
0: he's but only on oh, two yeah, episodes. Yeah.
1: Do, no, I say he is a star, it's Dominic West. Oh. oh, he, but he's.
0: Ha, he, I think he does a great job. Yeah, I, he's, mean, he's all all around, I mean, just all around. No, it's not Dominic West. Him. It's is
2: Dominic that? Cooper. Dominic West oh, is the guy right. from The Wire. Yeah, he looks right. totally
0: oh, okay, different. Yeah, okay, all right, there you go. Um, I, I know his
1: name was Dominic. Okay,
0: I mean, but but every week you're getting a little foreshadowing of more to come it's really a delight besides was just some wonderful performance well
2: i think it really helped that it was a limited series and didn't
1: have any filler Hmm. Well, yeah. let me put it this way. Agent Carter is the Invader Zim of 2015 because it is beloved. And, you know, I have people like, uh, you know, all like on the beat again, all my writers are like, oh, can I recap Agent Carter? You know, they're they're competing to write about it. All of my writers love it. I, and, you know, it's this Twitter darling, social media darling. You know what? The ratings were not amazing. They weren't better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I think the... Uh, the ratings which are um, when they take uh, recording it and watching it into account are better. So, I mean, I don't know. Is this an experiment? I would not like to see a weekly Agent Carter series. Uh, Frankly, I'd like to see an eight-ish, you know, an eight-episode miniseries done with really high quality like like this. But, you know, once every season or something. So,
2: I would rather see that. The thing is that They put it on in a time when typically a lot of shows are off the air. Mm. And there are reasons for that. Um, You know, February is not exactly ratings gangbuster time. Mm. And, you know, people are just like, oh, my regular show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is off. And then they just don't tune in. Um, People are conditioned to think that television shows start either in the spring or they start in the fall. And so, you know, a lot of people's Agent Carter radar was not up and the you know they just did not get in the habit of putting that on their list i think i mean i it was a necessary thing in order to fit it into the schedule it's just that it's it's not the traditional american mm-hmm. scheduling yeah. and so i think that did hurt its ratings
0: well that's unfortunate because uh, it's it's head shoulders and heels over pretty much anything else it's up in com- we, we, competition know- with
2: Maybe it will get good DVD numbers, and it certainly has good TiVo numbers.
0: So well, let's hope so. It uh, it certainly deserves uh, mm-hmm. all the praise it get.
1: does. And and again, you know, Marvel uh, is just they're trying different things. Yeah, you know? yeah. they're trying some different yeah. stuff, and uh, you know, I you mean, know, at least artistically, s- this time s- it sweet paid off. Avengers money. Yeah. they can
2: afford well, a few they afford to do quite a few things. <laughs> you know, they can do some experiments and see what sticks.
0: All right, so. Okay.
2: They can even afford Ant-Man. And it's... <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> yes. you know, it's, as
2: long as It's we're ta- inevitable there's demise. We're
1: talking about Ant-Man, it's like I was at Toy Fair a couple weekends ago, and uh, they had toys here and there, and nobody seemed very excited about them, and they didn't look very good. So, Well, they looked good, actually. There was like some really cool giant ants with a uh, little tiny Ant-Man. Uh, and that's so cool. It's a little tiny Ant-Man. So... Well, you know, it's interesting.
0: I mean, we seem to be in this period where... I mean, so many franchises that when I, you know, once again, I hate to say this, you know, years ago when I was it's a fine. kid, were not the A franchises. I mean, Iron Man, um, Ant-Man, these were not the top level franchises. Well, they I don't think Ant-Man hits. still is a top level so, franchise. But we've also seen now that, um, I mean, it, it, even, you know, we've also seen that the studio's ability to turn these things into top level. I mean, Iron Man simply was not one of, yeah. to me when I was a kid it was not yeah. one of the top books
2: but, uh, but on the other hand you know, it is now on it's the, one of the
0: top uh, characters from on Marvel. the
2: other
1: hand the Hulk movies tanked on a regular basis yeah um, and also, also you know with Ant-Man uh, mark my words you know we're sitting here now and nobody could be wrong nobody we be well wrong. nobody's very enthusiastic about it but you just watch what they're gonna do is you know load in like cameos by Howard the Duck and Agent Carter and so. you know Doctor we'll Strange all the stops to make people like yeah. it exactly exactly. exactly and we'll be coming back sitting here and saying oh my god it was so cool when dr strange <laughs> well, met up but, with howard yeah, the Duck. Yes. But you, <laughs> ne- you never know
2: because they didn't they not everything that comes out is gold i mean when well. they did well for two we were like that was dumb um but on the other hand they surprised us with guardians of the galaxy so it's by no means an assured hit i mean quite frankly i have any number of reasons for my skepticism and we'll see we'll, we'll see, see if they pull it out or not we'll um i have my theories and we'll see if they're correct
0: all yes right. well, let's Andy. move on to the news briefs. moving
2: on to the news briefs Heidi I think you have an inside story here I do you do <laughs> the Dwayne McDuffie Awards
1: oh, oh yes. right uh well I mean I can't really talk about it too much I mean well, you can I, talk about well, what it was a is final yes I was a judge for the are. for the Dwayne McDuffie Awards for uh for diversity mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, our new uh, award yes Okay. Are well, I, I thought you were going to like breeze past that. Well, I was going to tell what the awards were yeah. since you wanted me to. I do. I do. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, um they are a new award being presented for the first time this Sunday at the Long Beach Comic Expo named after Dwayne McDuffie, uh who the great writer and um who was African American. So these are awards. Uh he was a co-founder of Milestone. So these are awards that kind of reflect that uh, aspect of his work. Uh, I was a judge along with a bunch of other people, including Joan Hilty and Lynn Ween, uh, Joe Illich, uh, Neil Edwards, and um, very diverse. Yes, very diverse. And we went over a bunch of titles. And uh, so, among the nominees, there are five, and one of them I'm going to mess up. So I'm going to try to find it. But uh, Ms. I've Marvel. Got them here well, there you go. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I I, rem- I know Shadow Hero, Ms. Marvel, and. Uh, and um Hex, Shaft Hex Shaft and then Hex Hex uh I think it's is that Hex Two I are think it's it? Hex Eleven and then Hex Eleven, sorry. And then M F K. So uh which is a webcomic as mm-hmm. is Hex Eleven. So, you know, three books that we've been talking about mm-hmm. all year. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And two that are kind of I never heard of M
0: F K or Hex. And
1: uh so. you know, but they were all all mm-hmm. uh,
0: excellent. So yeah, we'll so. find
1: out who wins on Sunday. Yeah. This sounds a lot more exciting
2: than the Oscars, I have to say. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: All right. Next brief.
2: Next brief. uh, Speaking of under-the-radar hits, um, Boys Over Flowers, the classic shoujo comic from the mid-90s, is coming back. Well, its sequel is coming out in an unexpected place. Shonen Jump. Um, Normally, Shonen Jump is reserved for big hit Shonen titles, usually with lots of violence. So school drama about, you know, romance and love and backstabbing. And, you know, learning life lessons is not what you would normally expect. So we will uh, look forward to seeing the uh, sequel to Boys Over Flowers from there because it will be coming out in English simultaneously online through Shonen Jump.
1: And, uh, yeah, Boys Over Flowers, that was uh, one of the early hits, earliest hits yeah. you was, know, from Tokyo huge. Pop, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was back, a in yes. ah, back in the day. Back in
2: the day. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of... Uh, Publishers. Calvin, um, do you want to talk about Paper Cuts and Nickelodeon?
0: Yeah, well, well we do seem to be in a, in a, in a uh, period where uh, these independent publishers are lining up with other media um, for these first, first look deals, either for TV or for film. Paper Cuts just announced uh, a first look deal with the Nickelodeon. Uh, basically, they get involved very early in the development of shows on Nickelodeon and they can turn these shows into comics and graphic novels. And I think there are two that there will be out uh, very soon, Sanjay and Craig and the Breadwinners. So there are uh, graphic novels coming out based on those properties. Uh, so um, this is, uh, you know, it's great for paper cuts. Obviously, uh, uh, Terry and, and Jim Salkrup over there have been really pretty impressive at, at both doing original works and picking some really Great European licenses that have blown up for big numbers, so uh, I expect it'll be interesting to see him now doing these very contemporary um, properties that come out of Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah.
2: So one last thing: Dark Horse is trying out a digital-to-print model for three of its creator-owned titles. Now, we have mentioned on this show before that. DC has done this with a number of titles. They've come out as digital first, and then only later when they have the numbers to support it, bringing it to print Mm, Yeah, in various Mm -hmm, different forms. And so Dark Horse has taken three of its lower performing but beloved creator-owned titles, um, including The Resurrectionists by Fred Van Lente and Marisa Rosenwig, Sundowners by Tim Seeley and Jim Terry, and The Ghost Fleet from Donny Cates and Daniel Warren Johnson and they are going to have them come out monthly in digital. And then the plan is for them later to come to trade in paper. So if you want the monthly, you need to buy them online. Yeah. Right. And that may be a good model for a lower yeah. entry point you know, book because then that way uh, you're without having to amass physical inventory your faithful can get new installments every month and not forget you exist while your trades can go to the general market well
1: i you know um i had never heard of any of these books and um, I, I
0: haven't read them either
1: uh, read them or heard of them
0: i, I hadn't heard of them
1: yeah or okay them. because uh, i've heard of the creator but not the books right yeah. exactly creators, so yeah. uh it, oh yes i've definitely yeah. heard of the creators and um You know, uh, there are some books that came out uh, from Dark Horse that nobody's heard of, and they didn't sell very well, and um, I think that to their credit, they're going to stick yeah. with these. I think they probably already paid for them, and so they might as well put them out in some way. But printing yeah. them up is yeah, it's too expensive. And in the in the press release about this, kind of they came right out and said that. Like one of the creators, yeah. like you know, I've been a retailer, and it's going to be a tough market yeah. out there. I thought it was and, a,
0: a refreshingly candid. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, I feel like if uh, maybe these books had come out from a different publisher, there might have been more excitement about them. Yeah, so, but good for Dark Horse. So At the same time, good for Dark Horse that they that's are a seeing experiment. that. Yeah, Absolutely, uh, absolutely, but, and the uh,
0: digital. And one thing I was curious too that I don't know whether because there's a, obviously the big discussion about uh, Dark Horse having its own digital mm-hmm. island separate from the bigger marketplace at Comicsology. But but when these books are collected into digital versions of the trade paperback, they will be available through the larger digital uh, ecosystem of Amazon Nook and Which and, is smart. and iBooks. So yeah. that that is, yeah. I think but, that is smart and. Incredible. But I mean,
2: yeah, I mean we're not going to pretty it up. These are books which have low numbers in paper. But on the other hand, there are always good books that have low numbers in paper, so having a business model that does not penalize that is a good
1: idea. Absolutely. You know, I I think... We've talked uh, over the years about a lot of new business models here. I mean, certainly we talked about Monkey Brain, which is a digital imprint. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few digital imprints. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Kate, you mentioned DC Digital. They kind of do the opposite they put it out in digital first and then serialize it in print. Um, you know, Lion Forge is going that way. Mm-hmm. They've done some digital releases, sure. and now they're bringing out print editions. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of things not work, actually, and which kind of surprised me. I think with well, the experiments, I have, man. Well, there have been, I think with tablets launched, I think that everybody was wondering, you know, what would be the big hit off of that. And nothing that is tablet created uh, has worked for various reasons. And um, but, you know, people definitely read tons of comics on them. But I don't think any tablet native comics have been big hits.
0: Um, well, You mean, in well, what about something like Bandit? That that? Took off. But
1: that what well, that was a digital. No, I said tablet native. I'm Well, just ta- what's the difference? Well, I mean that sells as an app on on a tablet. Well,
0: the apps, mm. the app version of almost everything is. I means not really. People don't getting like traction. Apps.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I don't think that doesn't some mean they're do, not. Some do, some don't. But they're, yeah, they're not
1: native well, to digital. I didn't say native to digital. I but said I mean, native to tablets. But, okay, but because these
2: if, apps like. Comixology and everything are made really for tablets, and right. these yeah. digital uh, comics are right. made for comixology. So how is
1: that not native to the tablet? Because they're not created just for tablets. You could read them on your computer. You could read them on your phone. You could read them on any digital platform. Oh, so you mean things that you can only read on a yes. tablet.
2: Yeah. Well, I think well, that, that limits your market of. I, I think,
0: yeah, yeah. The, and the, the – Yeah.
2: And the, people the don't like
0: extra ads. <laughs> the app <laughs> side of everything, frankly, I mean, even the, the enhanced ebook side, that's, it's...
1: Well, you know, although listen, that is a tablet version, Listen, too, I'm, sure anyway, that <laughs> I've, I'm sure that I've plugged it here before, but I, I do recommend, if you really want to get wonky on all this stuff, that you pick up Todd Allen's digi- yeah. uh, Economics of Digital yeah. Comics, yeah, where no, he breaks it all down yes, in detail with charts and graphs. And uh, you know Todd wrote a little story about this for PW, and he, he just to, to, to show that Dark Horse c- does do a lot of things right. I didn't mean to say that they're not an awesome publisher because they are. But mm-hmm. you know they also did digital comics for the uh, phone based uh, the ta- the uh, well the, the the video game Plants vs Zombies. So that sold half a million yeah. copies. So yeah. you know obviously. Depends on what it is. Yeah,
0: and, and you look, and I'm actually working on a story now about another interesting transmedia project that includes a, a digital graphic novel, um, mm-hmm. and it's an app-style multimedia graphic novel. And, I, and in some ways, I think it's a little bit better in terms of its uh, navigation than some of the things we've seen in the in the past. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's going to be interesting because I, it's just a hard sell to just sell. You know, a series of of basically special effects interwoven in, even if it's a good story. I mean, at this point, readers seem to just want a fast, easy corollary to print, more so than they want a you know jazzed up multimedia interactive you know uh, festival of special effects. You know, and that's what a lot of these books, these the app. Versions. That's kind of mm-hmm. what they are. They're cool yeah. to read them one time, but...
1: Yeah. Well, I have them all archived yeah. on my iPad because uh, I'm fascinated by the evolution of this. I, I've no doubt that at some point something that has a lot of special effects will be a hit, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, I think part of it is that they take up a lot of space. Yes. Both on your uh, virtual desktop and on your hard drive. And, you know, like that's... that irritates people after a while after the first thing where things explode you're like okay i know what a comic where things actually explode on the page look like and you just go get your comics in a way that takes up I just
0: less think, space yeah that, that, i'm sure that's part of it too but i just don't think i just think that at the end of the day there's a there's an experience that you get from comics in almost their most purest form and these digital versions of it don't deliver that they deliver something else and it's ultimately even if it's interesting it's simply not as what raw enjoyment. For. It's right. not the That's same right. raw pleasure. Yeah. So, but we're, you know, but the technology is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Like I said, I'm working on a piece now about a, um, a, 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 i I'll, I'll tell you, it's called Net Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very funny because, It's very interesting because the uh, interactive uh, digital side is very stripped down. This still does some things. There's some 3D in it. Um it's cle- it has some clever technical uses, but it's it's kept it mm-hmm. down to a minimum, so I'm and so, so it's a little closer to to actual reading than actually like watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. we'll see how, how it works out. Anyway, um, but yeah.
2: But yeah. I think that's it for this yeah, week. Yes, yeah, so, so. and but don't worry, there'll be m- more to come.